The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is sponsored by OneFootball. OneFootball is the app you all need to get the latest info on Newcastle United and the Premier League. Make sure you go and download OneFootball today. Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. I'll tell you one thing, Sam. We love talking about the men's team and how the men's team are getting better and better. But yep. the women's team are just on a different level at the minute. They really yep. are fighting for the title. And a woman that is really instrumental to this title campaign is Georgia Gibson. And what an interview we just had with her just there, Sam, haven't we? 20 goals from midfield. And there's still, this season, so far, there's still five games left. Six if you count the County Cup final as well. 20 goals from midfield. That's an Believable return. I don't know how many assists as well. I didn't. I didn't. I, you just. I, I'm not into these assist chart things. You notice how this this no just no. I'm old. I'm. I'm. Think it's the old fashioned in me. I, I'm a traditionalist. So I just want goal lists. Goals. Goals. Um, goals. 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 I like traditional stadiums. I don't like new stadiums. I like Saturday 3 p.m. kickoffs. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, goals. 20 goals from midfield. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Certainly, Katie uh, Barker has more. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on um, on the podcast. But it's been brilliant. It's been really, really good for the uh, for the women's side this year. Becky openly said promotion has to be the aim this season. Only one team gets promoted. And at the minute, as we record this interview... Newcastle are top of the league. Liverpool have two games in hand. They can't overtake Newcastle. But Newcastle take on Liverpool Feds on the 3rd of April at Drury Park. Make sure you get down there to support the lasses. Newcastle men's side play Tottenham at half four. So it's the perfect warm-up. It's a perfect Newcastle United day, if you want to call it that. Get yourself oh, no. up at Drury Park, support the, support the girls, and then you can watch Eddie Howe. Destroy Antonio Conte at uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. What more do you want from Newcastle United, Samuel? Yeah, if you're listening to this on the fourth, then uh, oh, we were unlucky at Spurs, but glad the lasses won. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that, that they need the support. That game is huge. I almost feel sort of sorry for the teams because one of them would have had an amazing season and would have dropped five or six points all season. And we'll have nothing to show for it. Um, so it, it, it got in, and I just, I just hope and pray that we come out top and, and we get this promotion because we know of having three of the players on and the manager now, which we've been very lucky to do. But we know how things have changed for the better, how much things have improved, how hard they've worked. Um, the mentality that that squad has now. I mean, it was only a couple of years ago, like pre-COVID, they were in the doldrums, mixing around league table, not really going anywhere, had no support off the ownership whatsoever, left to be run by the club's charity, and that was it. But now they've got aspirations, like like everything around Newcastle. They've got hope again. And I just hope and pray that they do it because they deserve it so much. They're really doing Georgia in particular, very impressed with what she's done in terms of on and off the pitch, in terms of what she's putting in just to 
do this on a regular basis. It's actually incredible. You have to give it a listen about the actual sacrifices that she's just willing to take for herself just to make sure that she can help the team as well amongst the other players uh, across this, amongst the other players in the squad as well. But it's going to be really exciting. Five league games left as we record this. It's obviously a County Cup final against Wall's End on the 1st of April. So two games in three days, Sam, which is going to That's be what worries massive. me. That's what worries me. It's like your whole season for three days. I mean, I'm almost, I mean, no disrespect to Wall's End, but I'd be resting players in that final because I think the squad's good enough to take care of Wall's End personally. I don't want to tell Becky what to do. I'm not going to message her and say, look, Here's your lineups. Here's your tactics. I've, I've simulated it on Football Manager. It's it's all going to be fine if you do this. I think she'd tell me to um, f off. Um, but yeah, I, I just, it it is one of them where you think, oof, tricky fixture list. Friday, it's like not even Thursday, Sunday in the old Europa League days. It's Friday, Sunday. It's a rest day, Saturday, where you got to prepare for what is essentially a league final. A cup final, if you like to put it like that. It's, it's, well, but they're all cup finals, as I'm sure they're all the same. Take one game at a time, but it is going to be fascinating to see how the girls get on. And really, really, like, again, me and Sam can echo this as well. It's going to be huge, but we wish them all the very best and hope that they can get over the line because if they do, it'll be one hell of a party, I can imagine. Um, after that, hashtag cans. Season. Hashtag, exactly, exactly what a hashtag that would be as well. But I think it's about time that we get this podcast up and running. It is the Greenwood and Mulliner Show with Georgia Gibson. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. As the men's team are just starting to get a little bit of momentum, the women's team are absolutely flying. Top of the league and we've got one of the main players. We've got Georgia Gibson with us today. Georgia, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you very much. Uh, Sam, it's been we've had Becky on, we've had Brooke on, yes. and we've had Katie Barker on. I'm sure I mentioned Katie a little bit later on because the goals between the pair of you. Did I not say Brooke, did I not? No, you said Becky and, and Katie, not Brooke. How could you forget oh, the no. skipper? How could I forget the skipper? I do apologise. But well, uh, it's been absolutely brilliant for the women's team so far. But Sam, from an outsider looking in, we've always wanted to get Georgia on because Katie's getting in the goals and she always mentions Georgia as well. So it's brilliant to get them uh, to get George on as well, isn't it, Sam? Yes, brilliant. Um, I tweeted from our account yesterday, and I know George has seen it because she liked the tweet, which is good. Um, comparing her to ASM, absolutely, you, you've been an absolute talisman this season, Georgia. Um, what do you put your good form down to? Um, I'm not sure really. I think it's a bit of it's a bit of hunger off the back of a COVID season last year. Um, a bit of frustration that the first season I had at Newcastle we couldn't get going it was stop start um, and then the league became null and void um, so I think we all had we all had a very long pre-season um, obviously there was a lot of running it kind of went from about now I know we got to go back into the county cup but the running started way back at about Christmas time uh, the preparations for the for the this season so I think it was just I wanted to get into the season get it started and, and have a really good first season, uh, full season, as as I would say, um, in black and white stripes. I was going to say in black and white stripes because that is the most important thing because you've had a spell at the other side as well in Sunderland after you went to, uh, lived in Dubai for such, was it like 10 years that you lived in Dubai for? 
Uh, yeah, about 10 years. So I grew up over there, uh, moved over when I was about six and then came back at about 15, 16 year old. And you, you decided to swap the sunny, the sun of Dubai for the sun of the northeast. Why did you want to come back so much? Yeah, I'm not really sure what I was thinking, to be honest. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, it just was kind of the right time. Um, I've got twin brothers, so we both kind of came back over to go to college. Um, I went to Gateshead College uh, with Mel and a lot of the other girls who were at Sunland at the time, Sunland Development, um, and obviously some are now at Newcastle. Um, and then the progression from there was to kind of go to uni. So in terms of where I was at, I just finished my GCSEs and the idea was to come back um, and continue education. So, yeah. Was it the fact that because you played for Sunderland, there was no real um, kind of proper opportunities at Newcastle because the development side of things just wasn't there? And slowly but surely, like with the new owners and whatnot, hopefully like things can change. But in the end, what made you kind of see the light and leave Sunderland to, to sign for Newcastle? Um, so, yeah, obviously I'd, I'd started at Sunderland Development uh, with Amber Whiteley and the development team. Uh, we had a really good team our first season, actually, um, and it all kind of linked to Gateshead College. Um, so initially when I moved back over, that was like kind of the right place to go. Like you say, Newcastle were kind of, there was a team, there was a development team, but they weren't like Sunderland had this reputation that they were they kind of along with Durham led the way with women's football in the northeast. Um, but as time goes on, yeah, I'd hit, uh, finished Sunderland um, in a COVID season. We'd done really well in the FA Cup. We'd got to the quarterfinals against Birmingham. I think that was actually one of my last games. Um, but it just it kind of just felt like the right time. Um, I wouldn't say I was I didn't enjoy football anymore, but it just felt like I needed a change, I needed something new. Um I'd come to the end of uni. I was about to start my teacher training, so I knew that was going to be a really busy time. Um and I had a few friends at Newcastle. I worked really closely with Becky at Northumbria University. So when we'd spoke to when I'd spoke to Becky coming towards the end of the season, um, about where I was at in terms of where I was going with my teaching, where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do with football um, and stuff like that. It just felt like the right move and the right time. And obviously being a Newcastle fan, it just makes it so much easier as well to to move across. Yeah, you're, you're not the first and you certainly wouldn't be the last that seems to have gone from Sunderland to Newcastle, especially in the women's game. But you talk about Becky a lot, Becky Langley, uh, was Newcastle women's manager for people that don't know. She has really seems to have transformed the mindset of the girls and trying to you know, strive for success and success this season is opening this promotion. What's the biggest thing that you've taken off Becky into your own game in terms of the mindset, uh, Georgia? Um, we talk a lot in our team talks, a lot in training um, at the start, at the end, and video and arts and stuff about our core values. Um, and we take quite a lot of pride on, the, uh, pride on those. Uh, Becky has this big Newcastle flag that goes up in the changing room for every home and away it comes away with us um and it's just got positive attitude hard working uh commitment um and it's just that's what we all kind of sing off the same hymn sheet in terms of as long as you follow that and we're we all follow that together we're kind of going in the right direction um if we play well 
we've got to make sure them values are in the performance. If we if it doesn't go our way on the day, as long as we've stuck to what we believe in and the way we believe we should play, etc., then that's all we can kind of ask for as a team as well. So, yeah. Has Eddie Howe been copying Becky Langley? Because uh, the, the men do that now, don't they? They they take they take like um like not not flags but like things to stick on the dressing room walls and whatnot about with key phrases. Howe's been copying Langley's as 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 you've seen like a, a Bielsa esque Eddie Howe watching you train. That must be the only explanation I can think of. But um, you mentioned there you, you're a teacher. So how how difficult is it to to balance teaching, which is an absolute slog my wife's a teacher so so i know a bit about that but um also what do your students think about you playing for newcastle united yeah um so i did my teach training last year i've just gone to my first job well in back in september um it it was tiring at the start i think it gets you've got to get used to being out of the house like all day uh, potentially packing your training kit in a bag uh, leaving it in your car or your playing kit if you've got a midweek game um food on the go type thing being able to get across to the gym video analysis and then out onto the field and you and i'm sometimes leave the house at about seven o'clock in the morning don't get back till after training about 10 o'clock so it's long days it's tiring but it's all worth it when so three times a week at school i run a girls football club um for different year groups and across the full week there's over 100 girls there and that's brand new to the school so i started the, the football club at the school um and it's gone from zero to 100 within the space of like a few months and it's all because it's like wow miss gibson plays for newcastle i've been to watch miss gibson at the weekend um i know everything about newcastle united women i absolutely love it so they're on the sides uh, when we played at kingston park they'd made banners they were um cheering me on all that type of thing so it just makes it worth it uh, you'll walk down the corridor and they'll be like really excited to ask you how the game's gone on the Monday morning. Um, on a Friday, the last thing they want to do before they leave school is say good luck for the Sunday match. Um, I know a lot of them follow Newcastle United women on social media and stuff now, so they kind of see what's going on. Um, if there's like a team picture or a picture of me put up, they're like, oh, I saw you on social media. It was like so cool. And I think it's potentially a little bit of a like, because when I was at uni, obviously, you don't get that. You're around your friends, you're around the people you play with. So when I've gone into this teaching role where I'm kind of, it's, wow, Miss Gibson's like this star. And it's it's like not what I'm used to. And it's like, well, I've actually got quite a big impact on these girls. And they actually see me as a role, a role model and stuff like that. So it is great to see. And I think just in general, the like when you look back to Kingston Park and all the girls, the youth teams that were there, um, quite a few of the girls that on the team are actually teachers or work in schools and stuff and there were so many kids that like that it just it's like really inspired them and that's actually quite nice to see it's continued so the numbers have like stayed quite high we're still getting a lot higher attendances than, than the team have in the past so yeah it's just great to see that we're we're genuinely having an impact and inspiring the young girls that is absolutely fantastic it really really is and i just i love the fact that they go and say oh I saw Miss Gibson play on Sunday. I can't wait for him to say, I saw Miss Gibson on Newcastle fans TV. That's what. That's the next thing. <laughs> but, um, but in all seriousness, I was going to mention the cup game a little bit later on, but I feel like it's appropriate to talk about it now. The actual bond between the supporters and the team 
on that day was absolutely magic. It, you couldn't bottle it. It was brilliant to, to watch. And I was with, with me and Lee were in the um, in the press area, and it was just it yeah, was fantastic all right, to see. all right. Some of us had to work. <laughs> all right, <laughs> but do you know what it was, Georgie? You was just you were so unlucky on the day. Like that goal, I thought it was a handball. Me and Lee both shouted for handball. I don't know. I don't even. I wouldn't be surprised if Betty heard us. But um, it was so like very very close and you look how far Ipswich got they got to the quarterfinals just lost yesterday at West Ham do you almost be like if one or two decisions or if one of our shots got in it could have been us playing West Ham in the quarterfinal for example uh, yeah definitely I mean they then went on to only beat Southampton one I think is it extra time yeah. Had all these, yeah. Um, yeah. so again they've had a tough a, a tough route through to the the quarterfinals um and then again to only lose one nil to west ham is a fantastic result for them um but yeah it was frustrating wasn't it it was definitely handball 100 um, percent i made that clear to the referee but at the end of the day i think if we as long as we keep believing and keep the togetherness that we've got that we've built up over the season which is which has been fantastic it's been really good um there's no reason why we can't kind of putting a great performance on against anybody on the day in and, in and around the leagues that, that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. It just goes to show that this season now, you, you possibly, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to kind of get ahead of ourselves, but you're probably not in the right league this season. And I mean, the league table shows that and it's almost, um, it's almost gutting really between um, us and, Liverpool feds that only one team can go up this season. And it, let's see the league table there. Top of the league as uh, Johnny drops his pen in sheer amazement. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, the showdown, there's no getting away from it. It, it is a showdown, isn't it? And it's going to happen on the 3rd of April at, um, I'm assuming, Druid Park. Um, how hard has it been to keep focused on the other games? Knowing that this Liverpool game's round the corner, um, to be honest, I think April's always felt like quite a way off. Um, I mean, it's come round quick. It literally, it feels like we've just kind of come back from the Christmas break. But we've been, we have been really good at focusing on the next game and just taking one game at a time. Um, Obviously, before we play that, we've got Bradford at home um, on Sunday and then we've got the County Cup final on the Friday night. Um, we did kind of notice yesterday on the bus back from Leeds that actually um, Fed's next league game could potentially beat us. Um, they had a cup game called off yesterday, which they'll have to play next weekend. So I think it's it's close, but there's still games in between. Um, so it's definitely there and it's definitely at the back of everyone's mind and it gets spoken about every time we play it but it's one game at a time I think and and that's what we've done well all season just taking it game by game It's fascinating because it's still in your own hands you know you've got five games left in the league this season you win all five obviously one of them is against Liverpool but if you win those five games it's yours and I think that's got to be almost a motivation in itself but do you feel that if you can get over this hurdle this season, do you think that this club now under the new owners, I know Amanda and me and dad have met, met the team a couple of times now, do you feel that this club now in terms of the women's side of things can actually grow, it can go a couple of divisions higher, it can grow in terms of, I think that, I think Newcastle have ideas of making their own new training base and maybe the women to be involved have their own particular base as well. So it, everything seems to be on the up. 
in the next say two to five years, surely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the just the whole city um, when the takeover got announced, you, the the excitement's still there. The men's games are selling out every single game. Our attendances are going up, all that type of thing. So already we've we've made ste- like steps forward um, off the pitch and on the pitch. Um, we go and go down, but coming back to win, all that type of thing is all improved already. Um, and it's only good. It, like it is only going to get better. Uh, certainly for the younger players coming through. There's a few older ones on the team that I think potentially are thinking um, it could have happened a few years earlier. Yeah. But <laughs> no, it, it's definitely it's definitely got to improve off the pitch and on the pitch um, in the next few seasons. Um, it'll only get better from here, definitely with the new owners. Yeah. Um, with with Amanda, I'm, I'm thinking of the first meeting uh, in particular. Did you know she was coming to meet the squad, or was it a surprise, or what happened that night? Yeah, so um, we always get kind of a weekly plan from Be- through from Becky on the Monday on a Monday morning, um, and it came through on that. So we had a game on the Sunday. I can't remember who we played now, but we had a game on Sunday on the Monday morning. We all kind of just expected the general Tuesday training, Thursday training, gym, video analysis, that type of thing. Um, and then it just on the Tuesday one, it just said, prior to training, there'll be no gym. You're going to meet um, Amanda and Murdad. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't make it that night. It was actually the night that we signed Chris Wood. Um, mm. So he was obviously very busy. But <laughs> yeah, so we were we were really excited for it. We had to send, um, send in questions, that type of stuff that we wanted to answer. Um, but she was just, she was really nice, really genuine and down to earth when she came. There was kind of no, nobody felt any sort of pressure. Obviously, girls were nervous. It was exciting. Um, but no, it was really, really nice and kind of reassuring that they were obviously here to improve the men's side of the club and everything like that. But they are also aware of the women and they do want to help us. So that was really nice kind of to hear it directly from Amanda. I was going to say there was a lovely picture, I think, of, of, of yourselves and Amanda on the first meeting. And I think it was it boomed on social media for sure. But I always remember when, obviously, the Ipswich game in particular, me and Dad came onto the pitch. We were waiting for one of his, to, for, an, for an interview afterwards. We were like, oh, we have to wait because me and Dad's talking to them all. But um, was there any words of uh, confidence that he gave all of you after that Ipswich performance? Because he was he seemed really involved in it from, from the stands as well. He was cheering you on. He could tell you there's a couple of decisions he the referee was kind of almost shouting from the top of the top of the stands, going, "Are you sure, ref?" But um, he seemed to be re- he seemed to be really involved in it as well. Uh, yeah, obviously he came on. Um, it was a weird one because obviously we'd lost one nil, but I think just the buzz off the whole day, people were gutted. It was it wasn't great in the way that we'd lost, but there was still that buzz at the end of the match. We were kind of still stood smiling with each other, and he'd come over and. He just told us how well we'd played. Uh, obviously, that about a controversial goal, that type of thing. And uh, he had this sense of humour still there, but he 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 was supportive. Um, we played well, that type of thing, and he was just excited for for the rest of the the season for us and stuff like that. So again, yeah, it's been nothing but positive from them. Um, and I think the social media that obviously uh, Murdad puts out um, little tweets about us that he's coming to the games. Um, Prior to the Leeds one, which was a surprise, we didn't realise they were coming to that one. Um, it's all just, it's just all reassurance and positive that that they are invested, they're watching, they're looking. Um, 
so yeah it's all good it's all good from them I mean you're not the only childhood Newcastle fan in that team are you so as a group like considering where the club's been for the past 10-15 years that's got to feel bloody good for <laughs> really hasn't it to, to to see them finally giving you guys the, the attention you deserve yeah definitely I mean I'm pretty sure 90% of the team um, are Newcastle fans uh, from childhood um, which I ju- it just makes it all so much better Uh I remember the night where the takeover went through and it was all over the news. We all got to train and we were like, oh, what's going on? Like, this is exciting. But what does it, there was kind of that little edge of, but what does that mean for us? Does anything change for us? Will anything happen? And for a while, for a good few months until they actually got into the club and, and started making those changes, it was the unknown. Um, But yeah, it's, it is exciting. It's, and it, it's only going to be exciting to see what they actually bring for us and do for us. Just the 20 goals so far this season, Georgia. Um, obviously, one yesterday, and then obviously an assist as well yesterday against Leeds, um, as we're filming, um, which is a fantastic free kick. I think mean, he's a beautiful header from the Leeds defender, uh, <laughs> from what I've seen yesterday. But is there a bit of rivalry with Katie? She's got 27 goals. Are you looking at her and going, <laughs> I, just want, I just want to catch you because Katie mentioned it, didn't she, Sam, where she went, yeah. oh, I want to be top goal scorer. And I know George is not a million miles behind us. There's that rivalry, isn't there, Sam? Like we can, we can even feel well, a little bit. I mean, I don't want to, you know, don't want to grass anyone up, but I, 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 I think Barker was secretly punching the air when Georgia Gibson <laughs> gets ruled out injured for a few weeks. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But you were together with her at Sunderland as well, weren't you? So is that a kind of friendly rivalry that that you've had for a good number of years now? Uh yeah, we we have played together at, we played together at Sunderland Development um into the first team. I think it might be about three seasons there. We also did a season at Northumbria together. Um Northumbria Uni. So we played quite a lot. Um, to be honest, I don't normally score this many goals. I actually said to the, at the start of the season I would like to get ten goals. Um, well, yeah, you're from midfield as well. So that, like, for those that yeah. don't watch, you're you're getting these goals from midfield. So that's a ridiculously good return. Yeah. So I was when I'd got to Christmas, um, I was like, oh, I've I've already beat my target. Lovely. Well, whatever I get now is just a bonus. Um, I was sitting. I, I actually think one week I was a goal ahead of Katie. Um, but it's just it's just been banter right from the start of the season in terms of how many goals you got, how many goals I got. Um, yeah, when I got when I got injured, she's she has gone a, she's gone ahead by about I think it's about seven goals now. I think she's on twenty seven. I was sat on the bus on the way back yesterday, and I said to Brooke, um, "Oh, I'm only about seven goals behind Katie," and she went, "Oh, it's not as many as I thought actually." So it's still <laughs> tight, but I'm sure I'm I'm certain she'll run away with it. But um, no, it's just nice to be able to play to get with. We really enjoy it. We we read each other well. Um, so as long as one of us are getting the goals in, or anyone on the team for that matter, I'm not bothered who scores. Yeah, that's, too, the, politi- but... that's the politically correct answer, isn't it? But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's right there. But like yeah. as I say, from from midfield, you're getting these goals, George. I mean, for those who don't know, and those who haven't been down to Druid Park um, yet, um, April third. Everyone watching this needs to get down. It's three quid against 
a top of the table clash for the title. Let's go. Um, for those that don't know, how would you compare? You, who would you compare yourself to from like the men's team in terms of what sort of player you are? This is this is actually a tough question. Um, Can be past or present if that makes it easier. Yeah, no, I got I, I got asked this at the start of the season in a, a kind of an interview that I did and. I think I don't think I'm particularly one of one of the players. Um, I do enjoy a long ball, a long shot. Um, my when I came back from injury last Sunday against Leeds, I've scored probably the best goal I've ever scored. Um, free kick. Um, so I don't know, maybe a little bit of Shelby in there, but I think probably Willock at the end of last season is probably my style of player. I like to run in behind. I like to get join him with the attack. Um, and he scored a few goals, didn't he? So, just a few. <laughs> just a few. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a combination. Maybe a combination. That's not a bad. Yeah. That's not a bad way of putting it. A bit of bit of Shelby, bit of Willock. Maybe a bit of Joe Linton. Died back before the yeah, end. Yeah, bit of Joe Linton now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bit of Bruno with the back heel volley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> exactly. Um, just after I have to ask about Brooke because we're. Uh, she, obviously, she's been an inspiration in terms of a lot of stuff that she's done for the women's side, and obviously stuff that she's done with the foundation as well. Um, do you, how much do you look up to to Brooke as as a person and as a footballer as well? Yeah, um, she's fantastic. She's she's a great role model, um, captain, leader um, on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, so many of the the kids who come to watch her shouting Brooke's name. Um, she's always got time for, for them all. She's taking pictures, autographs, that type of thing. Um, she's heavily involved with uh, grassroots girls football outside of football, like outside of the club. Um, she kind of runs her own team and stuff. So, and I think it does, well, it does mean a lot to her um, of how much a role model and inspiration she is and stuff like that. But yeah, on the pitches as well, um, the way she talks and leads and, and stuff like that. She she's great. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's really good. I mean kind of looking further ahead, um, again, not wanting to I don't wanna I don't wanna oversell it. I don't wanna kinda of like put pressure on you and the team, but just looking ahead to the future, like how what are your sort of aims and goals? Because obviously as we've touched on, you you're a teacher, but if there's an opportunity to play football full time, is that sort of the dream? Yeah, I think it's got to be. Um, I think I've had again. I've had this conversation with a few people and, and Becky not not too long ago at the start of the season. I think you've got to first of all you're giving up a lot of time um, through your week, um, through the year. There's there's always things that you've got to miss out on, whether it be a good friend's birthday night out on a Saturday night because she can't go because she's got a game on a Sunday, uh, family occasions and Christmas, people are out running on Boxing Day, that type of stuff. Um, so you've got to think about why you're doing it. And I think all the years and the time that you've given up and gone to training, it, it sh- that's got to be for anybody um, a consideration if the opportunity came up. So, yeah, definitely if, if there was a chance to play football full time, um, I'd I'd definitely take it. Uh, teaching can teaching can wait a few years. Um, <laughs> but yeah. 
I was going to say, I don't think people, I, I don't probably haven't even realized, I, don't, I can't speak for Sam, but actual sacrifice you, you put yourself through, especially just even just saying, you know, seven till 10, pretty much 15 hour days, really, for helping Newcastle United women. I don't think even I probably, I probably underestimated how much you actually put into it, which just shows like how, like the drive to succeed and you know, what you, like you say, what you're willing to give up to, to do well. Did How early on, did you realise that while while playing for Gay or Gay to College Sunderland, that you realised I've actually I've got to put so much in to get the maximum out of uh, my footballing ability? Yeah, you've you've kind of got to notice quite early on um, yourself, or obviously your coaches that you've got to kind of telling you. And if you don't, I think that's where you start to see the early dropouts of the team, that type of stuff. People kind of saying, "Look, this this isn't for me," or "It's it's too much." I'm kind of, I'm going to go to a club that's a little bit lower down, a little bit less pressure. Um, but ultimately, I think it it it's you've got to make it worth your while. Um, I know, like at Newcastle, we expect so much off each other, and we're quite self-critical um, on ourselves as a team. At the end of training, we'll happily say that that wasn't good enough, and we'll have that discussion and say, "Look, everybody's got such busy days, such busy schedules." Those who are at uni and college are playing every Wednesday and every Sunday. They're training, people are working and they're out the house all day. So if we're going to come to training, we're going to put the effort in. We're going to make sure it's high intensity, there's energy in it. Um, and you've kind of just got to, whatever's going off, um, going on in your life outside the pitch and off the pitch. I know it's not always possible to kind of just put a pause to it and kind of switch it off, but kind of try and park that to the side for an hour and a half, two hours on a night time and really put everything into it because we're proving it this season. We've put so much into it and hopefully we're going to get the outcome that we've all wanted and it'll be worth all of the late nights and, and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it is a lot. Um, you kind of you kind of get to the end of the season and we are starting to pick up injuries and niggles and it do, that does come through tiredness, um, not just physically, but mentally fatigued. It, and I think especially because the season's gone so well and there's so much excitement and buzz, it's so easy to get carried away. And sometimes you kind of take that step back. A couple of weeks ago, obviously, when I was out injured and it was like, actually, these couple of nights off training have, have kind of done me well. It's kind of maybe what I yeah. needed psychologically, physically, so now I can come back and I can really give everything to the last six, seven games of the season. Um, obviously, you don't want the injuries. You'd rather not have them. But And that's one of the reasons we've got such a big squad. But yeah, it, it is a lot, but you've just got to try and make it worth worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible, really, because teaching is not nine till half past three, Monday to Friday. <laughs> it really isn't. Yeah, Jeez. Um, but look, you yeah, nearly nearly over that that finishing line for the for the season. Um, on hopefully, as you say, achieving a, a great great deal. One thing that's left to do is get that game at St James's Park. How close or how far away do you think it is? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, when when we did meet with Amanda the the first time when she came along to training um, I did that was my last question I asked her I said Amanda will uh, we ever get a chance to play at St James's Park um, I think it's certainly something that's been looked at it, the question's been asked um, but again I think 
if we get that chance this season, it'll be fantastic. It'll be certainly memorable. Like we say, we actually we talk about it still. Um, me and Kate, you say if we walk out on St James's Park to local hero, we could potentially cry. Um, <laughs> but it's it's every Newcastle fan's dream, surely, to play at St James's Park. I mean, if you go and watch a match there. It's not going to be 52,000, but just the atmosphere, the stadium, just everything about it would be it would be fantastic. But whether it happens this season, next season, um, whenever, just it'll be a big day for the women when it does happen. So hopefully it's soon, hopefully not too far away. Oh, definitely not. I think it'd be, imagine if, it was in, if it's in your own hands on the final day, that would be the cherry on top of the cake potentially as well. And hopefully you do get that. And um, we have to talk a little bit about what's going on with the men's side, uh, George. And I'm sure you've been watching with interest uh, since obviously Amanda, Mia Dad, and the consortiums have, have taken over the football club. And um, what have you made of what Eddie Howe's done with Newcastle since he's taken over? Because he's really taken the club by storm. And obviously now on 31 points as we're recording, and um, 14th in the league, everything's looking a bit more comfortable now. Do you think Newcastle have got enough to stay up? Um, yeah, I do. I, I definitely do. I think if you'd asked me just after Christmas, before we went on that run of games, I, it could have been a different answer. But just, I think if when you look at the way the men have played, I don't think many people have watched a Newcastle side play the way we have in years. Um, I mean, I'm not that old and I can't really remember the last time it was that enjoyable and that many people enjoyed it. Obviously, as a kid, you enjoy any football game. You don't kind of get the the full understanding of it but um yeah he's completely just the mentality of the men the work rate the we're actually playing football we've got the ball down we're passing we've got higher possession we're scoring goals um dan burning defense has been fantastic hasn't he he's blocked numerous shots last ditch shots taken a few in the face and and that's what you want to see i think if if you can get the 52,000 on your side on a match day and they've done that, then they're only going to continue to perform well and do well. Um, so, yeah, I have no doubt that we'll stay up. We'll be fine. We'll be safe. We'll be playing Champions League next couple of seasons' time. Right. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how this season's panned out because I remember um, I was stood with you, wasn't I, Johnny, outside Molyneux, which in the, in the yeah. pouring rain after getting beat, in a terrible game, and then I said on the post-match videos, "Oh, the Derby's back next season," because I thought we were going down. Sunderland was staying up. Then all of a sudden, in 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 the click of a finger, we're taking over, and life is great, and we're staying up, and they're staying down. It would seem. Who knows? But it, it, it's it's just I, I know what you mean, Georgia, about um, the way we're playing in the atmosphere around the place. It seems like. Um, the squad look fitter and and just it's completely chalk and cheese. Um, do you maybe notice things because you're playing the game and you're in and around the club? Have you noticed any kind of subtle differences that have changed um, from the start of the season to now? Um, not really. I think it's. I think it's just got to be the 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 mindset and the mentality around the club um, is the main thing. Um, again, when when Amanda when Amanda came, I remember I started one of my questions with, "If the men stay up," and she went, "Hang on a minute, the men will stay up. We will do everything we can, um, and we 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 strongly believe they will." So right from them coming in, they've believed, 
and I think that's the most important thing. They had no doubts, they had no worries. I'm sure they did in the background, but they've put out such a positive message um, and really shown that they believe. And I think that's just really like helped everybody else believe that we are going to be fine. Um, and again, the men will just, they'll only continue to grow and get better. So, yeah. That was you told. That was something. Yeah, no, that was, <laughs> that was me told. <laughs> I just say I love that. I love that yeah. response as well. Though it's just like we are so confident that we're going to do it. That's how we're going to answer. I know there's got to be a way you've got to put it across to the media, but that is a fantastic response as well. But you talk about leadership. Two players you've mentioned one already. Dan Burns seems like a natural leader and heart of Newcastle's uh, defence. But Kieran Trippier as well when he walked through the door. Sam's got a little bit of a man crush on Kieran Trippier. After it has to be said, but uh, he's been he's been he's been incredible since he's walked through the uh, walked through the door. It, it, it when you've got a settled defence, it just seems to pay dividends. And you've got like say Fabian Cher, Kieran Trippier, Dan Byrne. Obviously, my target doesn't really get much mention, but it has been quite consistent since he's came in as well. A settled back four makes a massive difference, doesn't it, Georgia? Oh, huge difference. Um, I think really. That's something we have um, we have struggled with in the last couple of seasons. I know we've brought in forwards, midfielders, and um, and stuff, and kind of re recreated Joe Linton. But the defense come being a now solid back back four, and Dubravka's done. Fun, he kind of seems to have clicked and plays really well with his back four it makes a huge difference um i think even back in september october kind of a team would get close to the back four and you'd think oh here we go again here's another goal but now it's we had this faith in them um you genuinely believe that they're going to kind of tackle block the ball block the shot um or if it gets through it's going to kind of get saved um which is great and recently, when I've been speaking to people about the women's team, I think that we that's something we pride a lot on as well. Um, yesterday, we reached our target of 10 clean sheets um, in one season. Uh, three of those came in the last week, um, yeah. the last three games that we've had. And it's huge. If you've got a back four that's sitting behind you, that's consistent, they work hard, they know their roles, they know their jobs, um, and they, they get used to working together as a unit. Um, it just gives the team so much more confidence going into a match. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, like twenty odd years ago, there was like about twenty five, thirty world class centre halves going around the men's game. I mean, now, how many proper, genuine world class centre backs are there? Not that many. So, it, like, it just goes to show just how much if you get the defence right the rest will follow and it gives you license to 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 get on the end of things in the box although with the you mentioned Joe Linton there and his rebirth in a new position have you ever just whispered pulled Katie Barker aside and just said well maybe you should stay in goal i think you were i think you were really good in that really good in that cup final maybe maybe you should stay in goal and then just leapfrog past her to get the golden boot yeah, it could be a good idea, isn't it? I might suggest to Becky <laughs> that Katie Barker goes in for the County Cup final. Yeah, got to be done. Um, <laughs> second year in a row. So <laughs> we, we joke all the time, actually. We say to Katie, if, if Grace can't play for any reason, um, make sure you've got your gloves ready. She absolutely loves it, Katie. She's... Uh, and I, I, I don't, I don't mean that any disrespect to to, to, <laughs> to Grace Donnelly as well, because she's been brilliant over over the past few weeks. Like you say, three clean sheets in a week that takes some going. 
Yeah, it does. Um, and actually, I think in two of those games, we had we managed to record no shots on target from the opposition. Um, so yeah, just collectively as a as a back five, um, they've been fantastic. They've been so consistent. Um, yeah, that's it's a huge reason why we've got such a high goal difference, um, and so many clean sheets. They've been really consistent, really good. Um, and when we've needed Grace, when she's been called upon, she's she's done well. Kept the ball out the net. Yeah, exactly. Goals win games. Clean sheets win leagues. That's yeah, all exactly. Saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, just finally, Georgia, um, it could be an unbelievable season for yourself on and off the pitch in terms of obviously the club moving on forward. Is there anything that you'd like to say to the supporters, the fans, trying to get even more support down towards Drew Park for the last few games of the season? Um, I think, first of all, it's just a huge thank you to everybody that's been down to, come, uh, to games um, who continue to then come down off the back of Kingston Park. The like I say, the turnouts have only continued. Obviously, they've gone down, but continue to stay higher than they were previous to that. Um, but those who have been coming right from from day one of the season as well, uh, we travelled down to Leeds, and I'm sure we had more supporters than Leeds did at Leeds. And um, we've said on the bus that that's been the case in a lot of the games we've gone to. Actually, we've got we've got a real travelling supporting group. Um, but at home, just thanks for the support. Um, keep coming down. Um, and to the, those girl, the young girls that are enjoying it, not only keep playing football or getting into football and enjoy it, but keep talking to us, keep asking us questions, keep speaking to us after games. Um, the whole team, all we want to do is kind of try and inspire um, and get as many girls involved in, in the game as possible. I think that's a fantastic message. It really, really is. And we can't get you to come down all the supporters all everybody that watches Newcastle fantasy watches Newcastle in general come along especially on the 3rd of April because it's a huge game against Liverpool Feds uh, Sam where can everybody listen to this podcast uh, yeah every every podcast app going links are in the description uh, like and subscribe and yeah Sunday 3rd of April £3 for adults £1 for concessions at Druid Park Newcastle United women against Liverpool Feds uh, come on they need the, your support get on down Four quid for a day out, you and the little one. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. And everybody on Newcastle Fans TV would like to wish you all the very best. Bring the trophy home. That's all we're going to say. Bring it home. Win those last five games and the county cup as well while you're at it. But yeah, George, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming along today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. For myself, Jonathan Greenwood, Sam Muller and Newcastle's George Gibson. We'll see you all very soon. Newcastle Fans TV.